Hey, everybody, it's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That's going to do it. Alexander Volkov. Wow. made. It's my time. I come into the belt. Alexander Drago Volkov. Short time, and he's out. Victory in round two. But what a fantastic performance by Danilo Marquez. Danilo Marquez! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous! <laughs> Welcome to UFC Unfiltered, take two. I butchered the first opening. Uh, Today, Matt and I are going to be joined by Alexander Volkov, uh, main event fight against Cyril Gunn this Saturday night. Uh, That's an incredibly exciting fight with definitely, I think, title implications, even though it looks like it's going to be Lewis and Ganu. I, I think uh, Cyril Gaon has risen so quickly that if he wins, he very well may be next in line. If it's not a trilogy with uh, Stipe, that's it. That's again, if Ngannou wins and if Cyril wins. He better win or he'll be gone before you know it. Your mic cut out. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I wouldn't say that was hot. I'm coming in awful and awkward. <laughs> Listen. There Jimmy. was the plink of an ice cube. Jimmy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I said, I'm giving you some jokes to give you a buddy uh, chip. But listen, uh, I'm very excited. You know why? Why? I, well, this is why. I went to my TRT place. I got a shot in my hiney. Oh, That's wow. not why. That right. always makes me feel good. Sure. And uh, I got on a scale under 200 pounds. Oh, good. That's good. Good, good. Now, listen, I know people like, what do you think? Didn't you fight it at 1.155? Yeah. Didn't you win the belt shocking the world in the process at 170 why are you happy about walking around at 199 do you know why why that's yeah, matt's got abs God look? damn it matt's got look? fucking abs look at this look i'm trying to pinch let me pinch hold on yeah. hold on i don't want to exaggerate let me pinch fuck yeah Jimmy. i can literally pinch fuck more yeah. i can pinch more on my eyelids i can pinch than more matt on has. if you were here i pinch your little cheeks but listen jimmy my fat cheeks Thank, thank God that Volkov is ready to go, or else I might just lift up my shirt again. Yeah. Come on, man. On the 200, I feel powerful, Jimmy. 
We got a plus one. Hello. Oh, yeah, sorry. I have to translate it because it's hard for Alex to listen for the fast talk and the funny talk, but he's a funny guy himself. So I'm here as a manager and a translator who will help him. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you also. It's an honor, man. I saw nice. your fight real time when you became a champion. Oh, man. Thank you so much. And I love your hair, by the way. As a bald man, I'm jealous <laughs> of your hair. <laughs> look, look. Volkov <laughs> understands that. Yeah. <laughs> it's my lifetime problem because uh, I don't cut my hair because it's grown too fast. Dude, you look like Thor, man. It's, yeah, it good. works. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Well, nice to meet you. And Volkov, we're excited to get to know, to get to know Volkov. Because we've been fans, and this is the first time he's coming on the show. So we're very happy to get him on here. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor, sir. Trust him. And this is a, uh, this fight is really, really interesting because Cyril Gaon has risen pretty quickly uh, in, in the ranks. And you said you didn't think he was less dangerous than Nganu, which is a lot of respect to give Cyril Gaon. What makes you think that? What makes you say that he is that good? Well, first of all, they have the same coach. Uh, and uh, I really think that his stand-up is it's different, yes, but it's as powerful as Ngannou is. It's just different approach to it, you know, and I really think he is a very good fighter. I'll tell you, very impressive. Your last fight, well, your last several fights, but your, your last fight versus Alistair Overeem. How did it feel facing him? Because were you... Were you a fan of his before you fought him? Because he's been around forever. Actually, uh, it was very, very strange because I was his huge fan since university and I watched almost all his fights. And when I went to the Octagon, it was very surreal. Like, you know, I'm fighting one of my favorite guys, you know, that I know through and through. But I had to remove emotions from this fight, you know, because otherwise I will be fighting out of full force. So I had to take my emotion, send them to the bag, and then take it all after the fight. Were you able to do that in the fight? Uh, we've talked to Uriah Hall and a couple of guys who have fought Anderson Silva. And, you know, they had kind of the same thing with Anderson. And were you able to do that the second you stepped into the cage or was it once the fight started? How did that happen for you? Were you able to put it aside? Actually, I've managed to think that I need to remove my emotion and done it at the same time. As soon as it was declared that I will fighting over it. And then I said, okay, emotions aside, it's a professional mode. Oh, after the fight, I will go back to my pencil. But when the fight ended, I was very, very, very sad that he lost. Yes. Uriah Hall had that same thing with uh, Anderson Silva, where once you win the fight, you also probably you, you feel sad for the guy who you like so much. Uh, actually, those thoughts came to me not only after the fight, but during the fight, when I felt that I'm winning and I felt, you know, that when I realized that I will finish this fight before the bell will ring and I started to feel oh my god legends are going back because I'm beating one of them and it's like it was a bittersweet feeling through and through sure yeah it still feels better than getting your ass kicked (laughs) 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 right hey Volkov hey man listen I I, you know you give him a hug afterwards but you know you got to feed your family. For the people that don't know, <laughs> for the people that don't know Volkov's story, for Alexander's story, what did he get started with with martial arts? What was his first discipline? 
Uh, actually, it was karate that I started. Yeah, it was a traditional karate in, you know, just a school gym. Uh, but I trained all my life since I was a very small kid. But all my life I thought I would be an, an engineer because I've graduated the Baumanski University, it's like Russian MIT. It's one of the hardest to graduate university in Russia. And actually today, it's anniversary, 10 years as I graduated this university. Oh, wow. So wait, so when did he decide, instead of going with the education, to go into the, the fighting world? When did he make that choice? Actually, I started my professional career uh, two years before I graduated university, and I was doing this uh, both, uh, studying and fighting. But by the end of my university, when I've received my uh, diploma, I was already 11 and 3 as a professional. So it was quite an obvious choice. I mean, it's such a long way, you know, when I only graduated university, you know, then starting all over again and becoming engineer. So I decided to go fighting as I already had a career there. And being a really, uh, a very, very large guy, uh, when, when large guys are kids, uh, sometimes they have nobody fighting them or sometimes everybody wants to fight them to see that they can kick the big guy's ass. So growing up, did you fight a lot or did you not have to fight at all when you were a young teenager? Actually, growing up, I was tall, but very, very skinny. And I was looked like a nerd. You know, uh, I was tall, skinny nerd. And basically, no one could dream of that I'm fighting, you know, since I was a very small kid. Uh, actually, I've just posted a picture from my graduation day. In Instagram, you can see how skinny and small I am, how nerdy I am. But I already have 11 and 3. Oh, when you graduated... What what did you want to do when you were a kid? When you were what did you what did you think you would do when you got older? Actually, I always wanted to become an engineer to create and invent new technologies, and I was very good in math. I participated in science conventions a lot, as being a small school science convention, and you know everyone was 100% sure that I will become an engineer or a science officer, something like this, and I was. I really wanted it, but life is life. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't just look like a nerd. You were a nerd, but you're now you're a dangerous yeah. Complete nerd. He's still a nerd. Trust me. He's still a nerd. <laughs> trying to get him somewhere. I don't know. He said, I'm playing my computer games. That's all I do. It's basically oh, me, me too. Does he ever play virtual reality? Ask him if he ever plays this. Yeah. It's funny story. I will tell you. He will not want me to tell this story. First Please time. Do. Because uh, I'm a businessman, I own a couple of IT companies, and one of them was developing some new VR stuff. I asked him to come to test it. And when we put a horror game, yes, he would be that guy. He was sweating all over. You know, just a billionaire champion, you know, professional fighter. When he sees some ghosts, he's like, yes. <laughs> and he just took it off and said, I will never play this again. <laughs> that is great. That's a good advertisement for your horror video game. It's so yep, scary. Yeah. A savage UFC heavyweight contender won't even play it. That's great. Yeah, exactly. He's, like, it was very funny. But there is a, like, uh, you walk and there is like a corridor. He, while he was in VR and I'm walking on the TV, he went to that corridor and there is a girl in the end of this corridor. Said, thank you. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. 
Jimmy, some of those games are scary. They all, yeah, I, I played one, but I get motion sick. So I, I have like the Oculus Quest 2, which Matt talked me into getting. Ooh. And I played like the Exorcist game, Heretic. And I, I didn't, I couldn't figure it out, but it was a really creepy, uncomfortable vibe. Even, and I was only on the first level of it. So yeah, it is kind of frightening. So besides MMA, what is, what, what is Volkov? What do you like to do? You like video games? What else? Movies? Is there anything he's reading or watching now that he wants to turn us on to? Actually, I had a lot of hobbies before I got married and had a son. Right now, my favorite hobby is my son. How old? Three and a half. So my favorite hobby is spending time with him. And then when I have a free time, I play computer games. My main hobby is MMA, you know, because all I do is, you know, training and stuff. But still, I have time uh, to play. And I, as I might add, well, we were driving from L.A. to Vegas. All this time, he played Magic the Gathering, you know, very nerdy game. If you'll try to find a nerdier guy playing MTG and he was like, I'm so good. And I created my own deck and I just got this guy's ass with my own deck. was very happy about it. <laughs> He's in good company. You know who loves that game is uh, former champion Robert Whitaker. Oh, we can create a great UFC fun, you know, stuff. Make them play against each other. Yes, yes. he told us about that, Jimmy. I don't know if you remember. I, I remember the interview, he but I don't remember him saying that. I was asking him, what is Magic the Gathering? I'm like, is it like D&D? Like, and he said, it's a card game. And it's got like these characters on. I still don't know what it is. No, I don't either. <laughs> but it's a card game, right? It's a, but it looks like fun. It's really fun. I mean, like it's like a duel of the sorcerers with summoning demons to fight each other. And it's a card game. It's like uh, there is a writer, Robert Asprin. He wrote a great books called Mythos. And there is, he told, there is a game called a Draconian Poker. It's the hardest game to understand on earth. So he basically took MTG and called it Draconian Poker. So it's like MTG is not an easy thing to learn to play. And he was playing it since he was in school. I like that shit. I like all that nerdy stuff. I just don't know how to play any of it. That's why I just think <laughs> it might be. How will you do? If we will meet, you know, the menu will teach you. Don't worry. Yes. Well, do you play chess? A lot of guys who are good at math are good at chess. First of all, he loves to play chess with a lot of people. He loves chess, but he hates to lose. So he doesn't play chess anymore with us. <laughs> because me and his uh, trainer, Ross, we play chess a lot. Once he loses, he can't fight his place. He's like, he hates losing. So if he loses even in chess, he will, you know, spend night without sleep learning some new move to defeat you. So he's like the wrong person to win. Because if you win him, he will be so sore. And until he will win back, he will be the most miserable loser you ever met. Well, that's a good quality <laughs> in a fighter, though. That's a good and quality in a fighter. Made him a champion material. Yes. And, and Alexander, what do you think you have to do to get a title shot? You know, Francis, it looks like it's going to be Derek Lewis. Nobody knows if John Jones will actually fight at heavyweight. There's also a, a steep a trilogy. If you do beat Cyril Gaon, what do you think uh, your road to, to get a shot at the belt is? 
Usually it's the, the question that everyone asks me before any of my fights. I mean, if people ask, then it's probably now, but uh, you know, as a professional, I'm trying not to look to the Cyril's back. You know, I'm fully focused on him. Of course, I'll be happy to find Gun, and I really think that's a good win over Cyril will give me a title shot. But we know how hard it is right now in the division. You know, there is a lot of people who can fight for the belt, you know, and uh, deserve really to fight for the belt. Stipe with the trilogy, you know, uh, Jones with the big money that he'll bring to any fight. But I really, I will be happy because I really think it will be a great story to fight, you know, any of the guys who will be holding the belt by the time. What what trouble do you, because John said he's having a hard time, like maintaining at heavyweight or getting to heavyweight. Uh, do you think it's just uh, moving around with the extra muscle on, or, or what do you think that is? It's just a bigger jump than he expected? I really think we have the same problem. When I first fought it in the heavyweight, I weighed about 97 kilos. It's basically two kilos above the light heavyweight mark. You know? So I was always skinny, and maintaining the muscle mass with our anthropology is a huge problem. You have to spend a lot of effort and time to maintain this muscle mass. Right now I'm 120, but it took a long road. How many pounds is that? I'm sorry, I don't know kilos at all. 120 kilos, what is that? Uh, upper side of the weight class. It's like okay. the max. 120 kilos, it's the max amount of weight that you can enter the fight. This is 266. Here's the math guy. Oh, wow. Okay, thanks. And when he started, he was two, uh, 210. Wow, that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a giant jump up. And and uh, you had a really good fight against Greg Hardy. Uh, and and uh, was would he did he bring what you expected? I uh, him to bring his cardio seems to have improved. Um, I, I was kind of impressed with Hardy, even though you won that fight. What what did you think of him? Uh, actually, I was very impressed with him. Uh, he wasn't, you know, mock opponent for me. He came for the last minute notice, you know, before and my opponent changed. And uh, I really didn't know much about him aside he's a professional footballer and he's not a professional fighter. So we had very uh, small time to prepare for him and prepare something especially for him. In the fight, I really thought that as not a being a professional fighter, being an athlete, he will not be used to getting punched and the pain from punching and kicking will break him. But to his honor, he survived it and uh, he showed himself a very durable fighter with a good cardio and a fighter in heart because uh, otherwise, if you've been only an athlete, you saw a lot of people coming from different sports to our sport, uh, having received the punishment, you know, going to stop fighting or going to fight much less or doing, uh, you know, all the stuff that helping them to evade the fight. To Greg's honor, he have the soul of a fighter, yes. And uh, you said something interesting about the loss to Lewis, last-minute loss. In the end, it benefited you somehow. What, what do you think uh, you got out of that, and what did that change for you? Actually, it changed uh, him a lot. He started to train differently and much more. He removed everything that he thought is an obstacle in his life and remove it from his life. Yeah, for the first time, he started to bulking up as he thought that the punching power and the power overly was lacking in this fight because uh, he should have finished it much earlier. 
not by the points, but by the kill, kill in the first, second, or during the third round. So he's added to work on his punching power, on his kicking power, and the power in overall. And you see that he is very different. If before that, when Alex fought, you know, there was uh, usually a punching cumulative power, yeah, amount of punches that the enemy absorb, and then the kill comes with it. Right now, even his jabs is wobbling his opponents. You know, it's it's weird with that fight because even though he lost that fight, it was that it's it's one of those. It must have been very frustrating because I think there was, I believe there was seconds left, and I can relate because it happened to me in my very first fight in the UFC. <clears throat> excuse me, versus Shoney Carter, where I was winning, and then there was ten seconds left or something, and I ran into a spinning back fist that I'm sure everybody's seen a million times now. But uh, so I know the frustration of, of winning, of dominating, and then losing with seconds left. But at the same time, everybody, everybody got to see how great a fighter uh, Volkov is uh, because he got that show the whole time. It's way worse getting caught in the opening seconds. Then, you know what I mean? Even though it's more frustrating, you know, maybe getting caught with, Right, a little bit left. I don't know how you're going to translate that. I kind of just rambled, but you know, I, I agree with you because uh, you know we have a joke in Russian MMA community. We have like a Kiesa award, like people who lost ten five seconds before the end. You know, it's always very frustrating, and you want this place. And we, as a corner man, I can say that we very very were frustrated, and I think it's our fault, not his, before we didn't tell him to stop, but. To our let's say small thing is that we really thought that he's finishing the fight. All the fight, we thought that like it, it, there's a couple of shots and Lewis will fall. We never told him back down. But pers- let's get back to positive, Bill. Perseverance, baby. He came back <laughs> from that and he's kicking ass. So this is great. Yeah. Yeah, two, two. I think that. Oh, oh, that was a while ago. No, you had. Uh, yeah, you had a couple of your last fights. Uh, two second round TKOs. Yes. Um, and I'm looking forward to this fight. This is a really, really good matchup. Uh, Cyril Gon uh, has looked great, but so have you lately. So um, uh, good luck on Saturday. It was nice to uh, to talk to you and to have you on. And honestly, uh, whatever happens, uh, I look forward to seeing your fight again. And uh, you know, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you, both you guys. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
Hey, Danilo, how's your front kick? Did you ever front kick somebody down a well, Leonidas? Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm looking at the movie 300. Hold on a second. Give that guy a shield and a spear. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I, I don't know. guys? Jimmy, Jimmy, I don't want to skip. We just met Danilo. Let's say hi first. Hey, man, nice to meet you. I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, guys. Nice to meet you. Yeah, man. Dude, you look the part, brother. Are you excited for this weekend? Talk to us. Yes, of course. Of course, my third fight UFC. I'm very excited. And let's go. Let's work. And they have you. And, And I always say this to guys who are the main fight of the prelims. That's a, a fight that the UFC obviously believes in because they want people to stick around. If it's before a pay-per-view, they want people to buy the pay-per-view. Uh, if it's before the uh, uh, a fight night, they want people to stick around and watch. So they must have a lot of faith in you if they're putting you as the, as the main fight before the actual main card starts. That's a real show of faith from the UFC. Yeah, it's a, it's a big opportunity for sure. Uh for be honest, I don't think about when I'm gonna fight uh, preliminaries or main card. Of course, it's important for for my care and everything. But I just thought at the fight and when gonna happen, I will be there. You know. Hey, Danilo, for for the audience, we want them to get to know you. Uh, we want to know where you're from and what was the first discipline you did in the martial arts. I'm from São Paulo, Brazil. Oh. And I, I live in California, in Huntington Beach, uh, training Kings MMA. And my first sport was Taekwondo when I, I had 80, 80 years old. Yeah. So I, I don't know nothing more about Taekwondo, but, but I, my first competition, really, really professional, you can say, was in boxing when I had 12, 13 years old. Ah, oh, 12, 13. You started with the, you started with the striking. Yeah, yeah, boxing, boxing. I, I had like uh, 100 fights in amateur boxing in Brazil. Oh, oh, so you fought a lot when you were a kid. 100 amateur fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so something like this around this number, but for sure I had a lot. I fought, I started like a 12 and then I keep fighting until 20, 24, 23 years old. I've never been to Sao Paulo, I, 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 uh, Sao Paulo right? Yeah, São Paulo, São Paulo. Yeah, I think I think I, I I did a layover there once on my way to Rio. I've been to Rio a couple of times, um, but I, I yeah, it, it was fun. But São Paulo is supposed to be like a really, it's a very crowded city, isn't it? Like twenty four million people. It's a really, really very yeah, packed city. Yeah. It's a big city. It's so it can compare like a, a New York, but everything works twenty four hours. Crazy city. It's a big one. I born in there. Did you fight a lot when you were a kid, like before your actual boxing? Was that something you did, like in school? Did you fight a lot, or was it kind of quiet where you grew up? No, at the school I played soccer a lot because Brazilians, you know. So I played soccer a lot. I, I, I played soccer at the street. I played soccer at the, the school. So that's normal there. And I got at the gym for start box with my sister when I I had something like a twelve years old. 13 years old, and I start to competition inside the gyms, small competitions, and I keep keep going until the uh, IBA one, you know, uh, amateur boxing in Brazil, like a Brazilian selection I, I, I had there. So, uh, Campeonato Paulista, we, we, we count champion, Paulista Championship is a amateur box competition in São Paulo, Brazilian amateur boxing, Championship, so we I fight I fought a lot there. What made you want to 
go away from the path of boxing and into mixed martial arts? When I was in boxing, some guys from martial arts like uh, André Galvão and other guys, Demi Maia, they came uh, and trained with us boxing to for for them amateur for them fighting MMA. So I I met these guys and start conversation, make friends. So I started jiu-jitsu and doing some competition jiu-jitsu too. I love grappling. And after that, when I was 25 years old, 25 years old, I started training MMA, training wrestling to know how to put the guys at the front to do my jiu-jitsu because that's important. And I keep going, keep going. I'm here now. How was the jiu-jitsu? How was the transition when you started training jiu-jitsu? Because a lot of the strikers are like, I don't, I don't like this shit. Let me get back up. Did you enjoy the grappling? Yeah, I enjoy it. It was natural for me. I don't know why, but when I started, I love it. Oh my God, that's amazing. I, I had like, I started training jiu-jitsu at the middle of my car box, like at uh, 18, 19 years old. Oh, and, wow. and Yeah, and I, I, I was in some jeans with my friends there and training a lot because the guys came from me and make sparring, boxing, sparring with us and after training jiu-jitsu with them and learning, learning. I... I was in a lot of competition, Jiu-Jitsu Brazilian Championship and international and uh, others. So I, I learned a lot and I enjoy a lot. I, I like it. And I put in my game MMA was natural, you know, like, uh, my God, I, I had to do this before. Why I, I didn't, you know? Was Mike Rodriguez your first finish? That was your first finish? In UFC. Yes. I had a lot of submissions before. Yes, was UFC was the first one. And how, did you know he was out? Because it didn't look to me like he, he was out. And all of a sudden, the referee picks it, and he's and he's completely unconscious. Yeah, I. I and the moment I, I felt he's coming, so he's almost out. And I, I if you look the 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 recorder, I look at the referee and wait for him to stop. You know, because he had to do. So, yeah, yeah, I felt, I felt. Oh, you felt that he was, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, that was really, uh, that was very, very, uh, very impressive. And what are you expecting against, uh, and it's always hard for me to say his name, uh, Kennedy yeah. uh, and Zuchukawu. What, what are you expecting from him? Man, they, I supposed to be fight, supposed to fight against Eddie Herman. Yeah. And they changed the fight a couple weeks ago. Oh. And it's a completely different opponent. He's a softball guy, tall guy, like the Mike Rodriguez. Mike Rodriguez was a softball, tall guy like me. So it's a good fight because I, in Kings MMA, I had a lot of partners, softball and other partners to train together and make a, 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 my plan to, to this fight. So I, I expect a good fight for us and I, I expect I can do my job very well. Hey, let me ask you one thing. The audience at home, we like to know something besides training, besides MMA. Give us a hobby you like, a book you're reading, a show you're watching. I like to watch movies and season series. Uh, I love the TV shows. That's my first hobby to get for my wife. We love that. Go to, to theaters. I love this. Yeah. Well, are you watching any TV shows? You watching any series on Netflix or anything? Yeah, yeah, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Yo, check out if you are you have Amazon Prime, check out Vikings. 
Vikings. Vikings. I'm telling you. I've been I never seen brother. You don't listen to me. But you, I'm telling you, you'll love it. Okay. I have it there. Okay. I just, I just finished Animal Kingdom a couple days ago. And I'm I mean, waiting for the next season. What is that about again? I don't people, know that. People told it's me. About, that. It's about a, a family in California. They came from Oceanside. They are like a gangsters there, you know? But it's a different kind. They are surface guys, gangsters guys. The mom, she's a boss. It's a crazy, man. You have to see it. Okay. But it's not based on anybody. Re- it's, 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 it's a show. It's not based on anybody real. I, I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's very possible. It's very possible because it's really good. Yeah, it's hard for me to get into a new show. Like every time, like a show has to grab me immediately. I'm not very patient with new shows. Nah. Like if they don't have me by the first episode, I, I won't give it a second episode. <laughs> He's a tough critic with that. I can't, I can't watch one season in one day. I love this. If I like it, I can. Yeah, if it's good. Like Matt recommended Vikings and everybody loves Vikings. And I watched one a part of one episode, but I got distracted. So I'm going to try it again and see if I can get into the uh, Vikings is really good, bro. Vikings. But they, they have the other one because the the history about uh, about Vikings, I think in, in, at the, the regular seasons is, is different because when you read some books, you discover some things different from the seasons. So they, they have in Netflix other one, the name is Last Kingdom. Oh, I, the Last I, Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more is is more from the books. It's not so you know. I I think so. I like both. I like Vikings. I, I like Last Kingdom, but I think Last Kingdom is more uh, like a uh, books books stories. So they follow more. You no. Know? Yeah, you see, some I'll tell you, they're both very good. My wife, I she watched Vikings with me. She loved it. Loved Lagatha. There's some really great characters. I tried to get into Last Kingdom. Can't do it. I, I don't know. So, I don't know. Good stuff, though. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, it was uh, it was good finally having you on. And, uh, you know, again, it's a great fight. Uh, uh, this Saturday, you're the main fight of the prelims, which, again, uh, that those are always guys that the UFC feels very, very strongly about. Um, so, good luck. And you're in a really stacked division. What do you think of the state of the division before we let you go? Um, and and Blahovich and, and uh, what do you think? About the the belt, you mean? No, and, and just about how the division itself, and 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 uh, and how the division itself looks. Man, I, uh, the division is, is pretty good. I have a lot of good guys, you know. Uh, for example, the belt fight now, I'm I'm with Glover, you know. So I, I think Glover can be a champion, and he has a forty-three or forty-four years old. I'm not sure, but he's a really good guy. And in the 10 first fights. The rank, you know, you can see a lot of good guys there, but they don't have a, a, a good grapplers in this division, in my opinion. You know, and not just one or two. So I think it's a, it's a, a good way to build some stuff in in this division. Yeah, you're right too. And when you see Glover fighting at that age for the belt, it, it's got to be encouraging to fighters too. Uh, for a guy to be getting such an important shot so so late, guys like yeah. DC, um, you know, yeah. fighters must know that there's so many years of fighting left if you stay healthy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's a good uh, thing to watch. And my God, I can do this too, you know. So yes, I agree. 
All right. Well, it was good talking to you and uh, good luck on Saturday, Danilo. It was, uh, you know, it's obviously a great fight and, and uh, it's a really, really good main event too uh, between uh, Gan and, and Volkov. So uh, we'll definitely talk to you again. Man, it's a good main event. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for my pleasure to be here. And for sure, the main event will be very good interesting. I want to watch. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That was fun. Yeah, I really was. I'm sorry if you hear a background noise. There's something that's being repaired in my house. So I'm sorry if this. Oh, you're getting it ready for a visitor. <laughs> that's right. I do have a visitor I'm, coming. Oh, I'm showing up with weed and cannolis. I don't know. I know you don't like the herb, but you do like cannolis, don't you? As much of a fucking fatso as I'm turning into. Yeah, I will actually probably have a cannoli. I have one more bad eating day and it's going to be with you. And I was actually on the air this morning talking about how I'm dreading this uh, because if there's one thing you don't want on a white couch, it's Matt Sarah and Buffalo wings. No, I just not gonna, no, I don't eat the sauce though. So they're dry. That's right. You told me that. Okay. And you know what? Forget that. Let's get some Sicilian. I'm going to go off my diet. You know, what's funny, Jimmy. Well, you have I mean, abs. I mean, I, I, what, what diet am I on? What? My, 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 you, you look, look at your abs. Jimmy, Jimmy, hold on. Did I just, what am I looking at here? Hopefully, my disgusted face. I hope you're. Hopefully, you're. <laughs> Jimmy, so proud of my head. I'm gonna do some. Uh, me- I'm gonna do the medicine ball a little bit. Little, little, hand it to my buddy after we get done doing some jujitsu later. I've been living at my school. I've been teaching a kids class lately. Isn't that funny? Not really. That, well, no. But do you do you like teaching a kids class? Is, is it like easier or harder than the adults? I never really did it. I'd always stop in and do it once in a while because you know. It wasn't really my thing, but now I got all my three kids in there. So I kind of, it's a little extra motivating to be like, you know what? I'm going to teach tonight's class because my kids are in there. They like when I teach too, you know, and uh, it's fun because I know, I know I'm going to be giving them, not that my, my students will, of course, too. They're, I have, everybody at my school is phenomenal, but uh, you know, I like to give a little TLC to my, uh, hey, look who's calling, by the way, everybody, the funk master. <laughs> the champ is calling. Let me just tell him. Funkmaster, you're on UFC Unfiltered. I'm doing the podcast with Jimmy. He says hello. Yes, tell him I said hello. All right, man. I'm going to call you when I'm done with this. Okay, buddy? All right, later, Funky. You want to do a, a few picks? Yes. Wanna... All right. Yeah, let's do our picks. Um, 
We'll, we'll pick, uh, let's see. Let's pick the, uh, what do you say, the main and the co-main. Okay, wow. okay. Now, the co-main is tough, too. Tanner Bozer against Ovin St. Preux. Um, We like both of those guys a lot. Uh, How is, but wait, Bozer's coming off two losses? Yeah, yeah, I know. Arlovsky and, uh, and Latifi. I feel like he just fought Latifi. When the fuck was that? June 5th. He that was just... June, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, was, that was really recent. All right, this I don't know. This this is what I'm gonna say. I, I'm I like that Ovin Sam Prue, but uh, I, I do I too. Feel, I feel that Tanner Bozer, he's been looking like a savage. Those other fights were close. I don't know about the Latifi. I got to watch the Latifi fight again. That's a split decision he lost. But uh, Olaski, I don't remember was a loss. It was a close one too. He, I, I think he's gonna get back on the winning track, and I think. Uh, I think I think he's going to take out Oven. I don't know though. OSP. Yeah. Well, they're OSP. fighting at heavyweight too. Um, so what does that mean? OSP is uh, is going back up to heavyweight. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Oof. Oof. Wait. Oof. That that can't be because they have Bozer at two fifty five and OSP at two hundred five. He's going to walk in heavier than two hundred five. There's no way he, he fights it. 205. Even so, he's going to be lighter. They probably got that from whatever. So, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's going to be heavier than that. But I'm ready to pick the main, so you better make your pick. I, I think I'm going to take Tanner Bozer as well, and I'm going to go with a second-round stoppage. And again, I think that 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 jump up in weight is, is going to be a big, big, uh, you know, a big difference. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take him by second-round stoppage. And I love OSP. I hate picking against him. Yeah, yeah, but you are. Yeah, yeah, I am. Cyril uh, Gain. Or or gone, uh, Cyril gone, uh, or Alexander Volkov. Listen, he won me over because he's a big. Because I like that he's being like a big nerd. I didn't know that about him. And you know me. Sometimes I pick with my heart. Yeah, me too. In my brain, I'm picking Volkov, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this is gonna be a savage fight. But I think he's gonna get him out of there in the third round. I think something's gonna happen. I think something's going to happen by that third round. And I think it's going to be in Alexander's favor. I say I, I'm going with Cyril. Uh, and I'm going with him uh, second round stoppage. Jimmy, I'm, I'm having a, I'm, I'm kind of like having a harder time than I thought. It's not a bad show. And I know it didn't get renewed for a second season, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, that superior show on Netflix. But I'm getting through it. I'm still, I like, I'm, I'm, you know what it is? This is what I'm, I've been thinking about. What is it that I don't like about it? There's a lot of cool shit in it. It's violent. It's got pretty cool characters. It's not cheap in the way that they're, they're, they're showing it on there. Sure. The production. It's more of a superhero drama. That's the problem. Not a problem, but it's a little different. And that's okay. I can deal with that. So, sure. you know, it's from Mark Millard, who uh, did Kick-Ass and Netflix. They bought his thing for like $40 million, like his world. So right. they have other series. I think they're doing Super Crooks next. And that's going to be instead of doing a sequel to this. And I think some of these characters will be in that. So I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, I'm getting through Jupiter's Legacy. And uh, I'll let you know when I'm done with it, my full review. But I'll tell you right now, if people like zombies... Yeah, give that Black Summer a chance. The first season, go through that. And I'm watching the second season. And this is what I'll tell you about that fucking show. It's very intense. It's very edge of the seedy. Like, 
I don't know if that's really a saying. Like, edge of the CD? No, I, I don't like that at all. Well, it, it keeps you on the edge of the seat, Jimmy. And I will, I'll never say that again, edge of the CD. But it, it feels you it's very, it keeps you involved because there's a lot of, a lot of shit going out, going crazy, and the the, the 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 zombies are very hyperactive. So, okay, that's my story about what to watch and whatnot. If you want a cameo for me, you can get yes. one of those, you know. And uh, that's it for me, Jimmy. Me too, buddy. I, and if you want a cameo, you can, yeah, I'm not on the app. I'm only on the website. You can go to cameo.com slash Jim Norton or Chip Chipperson or Doug Bell and grab yourself a cameo. And uh, I'll talk to you over the weekend, Matt. We got to get ready for next week. And the guys, just so they know about or the fights this weekend, Jimmy. Yep. Just so they know, the prelims start 1 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. And the main card starts at 4 p.m. Eastern yep. time. I just want them to know that. All right, Jimmy, love you so much. And Jimmy, I'll talk pal. to you in a couple of days. All right. Thanks, Matt. Bye. Bye, everyone. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday, so subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts.